The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hi there, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. Today, we have such a wonderful gift and such a beautiful topic. We're going to talk about listening to flowers. And I am such a huge fan of flowers since I discovered them, I don't know, years and years ago, probably when I was really young and wandered into a like a natural food store that had the Bach flower, um, flower remedies in there. And I used them, I started using them then and I've used them without knowing what I was doing, just picking them intuitively or reading like I'm feeling this way and picking them that way. And I've always just adored them. So today we have a beautiful guest who's going to talk about that. Dina Salisi is going to show us how we can develop our emotional well-being by using the energy of the flower essences also in combination with positive affirmations, which is something that I've, I've never put those two together, and I bet it's incredibly powerful. So welcome, Dina. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Oh, hi, Lisa. It is so great to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So tell me how you, I told you a little bit my story about how I wandered into flower essences. I don't even remember where I was, or what, but they've become a big part of my life since then. And what happened for you? How did you discover the, the magic and beauty of the flower, flower remedies. Yeah, all who wander are not lost because <laughs> I wandered into a metaphysical bookstore in Greenwich Village, and this was the mid-late 80s. And yeah. um, I found Dr. Edward Bach's book, Heal Thyself. Mm. At the time, I was I was a little bit of a wayward soul. You know, I was about 18, 19 and trying to find myself. And um at the time, I didn't even know that I was recovering from childhood trauma, but, you know, my behaviors were sort of erratic. So when I picked up this book, I was enchanted. And, um, you know, I lived in New Jersey and back in the 80s, like we only had the phone book, right? Like we didn't even have the Internet then. So I, me too. <laughs> yeah, right. So You know, and. And really, even um, then and in that part of the world, there wasn't really much to go on, right? Mm -hmm. So I found this book and I thought, oh, flower therapy, you know, I'm going to run with it. And so similar to what you just said, I just kind of started playing with remedies and seeing small shifts within myself. And so that was enough to keep me interested in it. And so for about 30 years... I did self-study, which, you know, by the way, Dr. Bach intended it to be a self-help system. And so then about seven years ago, when I was struggling with um, some really weird physical ailment, I was like, 
oh yeah, I need to work on like the, the soul piece, the emotional healing part of this. Cause whenever we're suffering, you know, we tend to look outside of ourselves, right? Like let's, let's just fix it. Let's just get rid of it. It feels bad. Let's I just don't take a drug it. or medicine or something. Yeah. And the drugs and the medicines I was taking weren't even working. So I was like, wait, I know I, I, I forget, but I know there's a, there's a deeper piece here. And I went, back to flowers. I'm like, I'm going back to square one energy healing, you know, I'm just going to work with the emotions. And lo and behold, things started changing. And then it was at that time in my life, where my careers were were changing as well. My husband and I um, were doing an entertainment production company that closed. And I didn't realize I was depressed. And it was kind of coming out through physical challenges. And uh, but once I started looking at it from a sense of depression and, you know, not feeling relevant anymore and aging, and I started taking flowers that related to all of that, my whole world opened up. And one of the things that opened for me was recognizing that I'm a healer and that I've always been. And uh, I wanted to do that professionally. So one door closed and another one opened. That's a beautiful story. I love that. Let's thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Funny, we were wandering around at the same time, <laughs> a few cities apart, you know, looking for the same thing. And I'm so glad you found that. So let's talk a little bit about what flower essences are, because I think a lot of people confuse them with essential oils, and they really couldn't be more different. So let's start that with that. Yeah, yeah. So the box center or the batch center, it's actually pronounced batch in the UK. Mm-hmm. Okay. Either way is fine. Um, They actually refer to them as flower remedies and not as essences, although I know that's the popular term and it's fine to say that. But I think partly because we hear essence and we think essential oil, which is fragrance, the the energetic healing with the fragrance of a flower. But Bach flower remedies or flower essences are different in that it uses the subtle energy from the flower. Right. So, um, you know, herbs, herbal medicines use the physical properties and this uses the subtle energy. So it's similar to homeopathy where it's really reduced down to like the minutest part of the flower. And often when we reduce things down to like the the minute part, there's this huger healing that takes place. And, And now we know it sort of as quantum physics, right? Quantum energy. And um, yeah, so that's what it is. It's the tiniest, minutest part of the plant. And we take them internally and they produce a radical shift gently over, um, you know, it depends what we're dealing with. If we're dealing with acute emotions, we might see a transformation in a day. If we're dealing with something long term like trauma, you know, we'll start seeing shifts in like three to four weeks, but then obviously we'll have to go on and, you know, do deeper, deeper layers over a course of time. Right. And I, I don't literally don't leave the house without rescue remedy. It lives in my purse and it's in my car and it's in my briefcase and it's in my suitcase. I'm traveling and my kids get it in their Christmas stockings at Christmas because how can we live without rescue remedy? Yep. Agreed. And one of the things I love about Rescue Remedy, well, I mean, so for those who don't know, it's the one combination formula that Dr. Bach made. It consists of five flowers. And he created this um, pre-made combination for any acute, intense 
emotions. So um, if you're in a car accident or even, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic and you get like, oh, or, you know, I'm, I'm rushing to get somewhere, it just kind of brings us back to center. And um, it's a great entree for someone who's never used flower remedies before. Yeah. You can work with rescue remedy, like when you're just feeling a little unnerved or when you're nervous about maybe taking an exam or going to a doctor's appointment. And you can feel it. You can definitely feel it. And then one of the things I love to do is when I teach about this, you can take Rescue Remedy and break down the five flowers and kind of like, you know, kind of take it and discover which of those flowers is most relevant for you based on the indications. Like I'm just going to throw out there one of the flowers that's in Rescue Remedy is the impatience flower. And that's for sort of a sped up sense, which many of us have, like trying to get things done, rushing ahead, thinking ahead. Um, yeah. And I hear you breathing because oh. you're like, let's bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> like, where is that? I want it right now. Exactly. And, and so the affirmation, one of the affirmations that goes with impatience is I sail along effortlessly in the perfect stream of time. So for me, sometimes I just think those words and that's enough to just be like, okay, bring it back. Just take a minute, take a breath, you know, don't, don't just rush ahead. And that's the whole energy of the impatience flower. So it's sort of this whole, you know, you said, um, you know, you said about um, adding affirmations and how this creates a whole nother awareness to taking the remedies that, that we're, we're really creating more awareness whenever we do self-healing methods. Mm -hmm. And so this is just great that we can look at the awareness of these different emotional challenge through the lens of flowers. Hmm. I love that too. Now, is that part of the training that you went through or is that something that you brought into the work? So I brought affirmations in and when I was going through the Bach training, it's about an 18 month period to be a Bach um, certified practitioner. I was trying to memorize what all of the remedies were for. And so I just started writing affirmations. And then <laughs> I started giving them to friends. And then when I started doing it professionally, I gave it to clients. And everybody agrees, being able to sort of reflect the affirmative wisdom, just it helps you to ground more into the healing. But also, like I'm saying, we can sometimes we can simply use the words because it's all energy. Right. So we're just eliciting that energy. Well, I don't know if this is just maybe too granular, but I wondered when you said that if like the if the remedy is working on the emotional level and then the affirmation is working on the mental level, like the thought structures that hold those emotions into place and you know how beautiful it is to loop into something that's going to help us shift our thoughts around the feelings that are also shifting. Exactly. Yeah. And thanks for saying that because it's true that affirmations do work on the mental level um, to create a spiritual resonance. And uh, so, yeah, years ago, I studied NLP, neurolinguistic. Mm -hmm. And so I'm fascinated with language. I mean, obviously, I'm a writer and just how we can transform the negative through a positive mindset. And another thing I like to point out to people, sometimes they'll read the affirmation and they won't be able to absorb it. Or sometimes even myself, I'll just be like, you know, I don't feel that, but that also points us in the direction of what we need to work on. Yeah, right? absolutely. I always like I did a lot of work with Louise Hay when she was, you know, her stuff was coming out and you can heal your life and those affirmations. And she says something in her book about affirmations is you pick the one that makes you cry or want to throw up. <laughs> and then, you yeah. know, you've got the right one or throw the book across the room, you know. 
Exactly. And I still work with Louise's affirmations all the time. I mean, I'll be having a physical ailment. I'll look it up and I'll be like, oh my God, like, like that's exactly the medicine I need right now. And um, it's interesting because I have like a really great memory. And so I'll write down her, one of her affirmations that I'm working with. And if I don't remember it the next day, I know I need to do more work there right. because I remember everything. And I'm like, wait, why can't uh-huh. I remember words? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And, and then I recognize that when I do remember it, like when I don't have to look at the page, I'm like, oh, wow, it's really shifting. I can really feel it shifting. Like you absorbed it. You're taking it on. You can remember it. When we don't remember, it's like hitting a blind spot, I think, like or exactly. showing us where we have a blind spot. Yeah, yeah. So, Dina, like, how do people get a hold of me? Can we just wander into a a natural food store and self-diagnose? You said, Dr. Buck, that's how he intended. Do we have to work with a practitioner? How does that work? I encourage people to work with it however it feels comfortable. It's it's totally um, accessible. Many, you know, apothecaries and even like I've seen them in like pharmaca, like pharmacies carry them. Um, mm-hmm. And I know now they have little cheat sheets attached to the, the remedy set. So you can certainly work with remedies that you're called to work with. If you're going to do it on your own, I recommend working with one remedy at a time, just so you can see what's going on if you start taking too many it might get muddled. If you go to a practitioner, I do see clients, if you go to a practitioner, they'll often talk with you for about an hour or so, and then create a combination formula for you to take, which is what I do for my clients. And so like when I'm talking with someone, I'll just jot down all the relevant flowers. And then at the end, I'll run it by them to make sure that it resonates. And then I'll create a formula and you go home and you take it for like three to four weeks. And then new layers open up. And you know, some people come to me once a month. Some people come to me a couple times a year. Some people come to me once and then they want to learn it themselves and they'll study, you know, study with me. And everybody's different. And um, yeah, so it, exploration is definitely a big part of it. Thank you for that. That's a great, a great place for people who are wondering how to get started to do that. And I, I have this observation because um, I work a lot with sensitives, you know, part of my gig is to train empaths, sensitive, psychics, healer types. That's kind of what I do. And I notice that they often respond better to these subtle vibrational healing methods, to things like homeopathy and flower remedies, um, because that subtlety seems to respond to our super sensitive energy fields and our super sensitive nervous systems and emotional beings in, in somehow like a more finely tuned way where I can find like medicines or like like the psychoactive medicines are a little bit like trying to open a walnut with a sledgehammer that I don't know that's what I observe tell me what you think about that oh I absolutely agree I mean I'm I'm a highly sensitive person myself and uh, so are most of the people I work with I think like attracts like um but yes I think that you know we're we're more sensitive to everything good and bad like we're sensitive to toxins but then we're also like you're saying we're sensitive to subtle energy medicines I think that's 100% true and then I also like to think of like animals and children who also come into this world super sensitive and I love that flower remedies work really quickly and well on them because they don't even know they're taking them. right yes right very much like homeopathy yeah exactly yeah. and how many remedies are there there's like 58 or something like that 
So there's 38 plus rescue remedies. So there's 39 that Dr. Bach developed. Um, Now there's hundreds of of remedy practitioners, developers worldwide. So Mm. there's hundreds, thousands of flowers and every flower, of Mm. course, has, has an energetic value. Right. Let's take a quick break and then come back to this fascinating conversation. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. So we are here with Dina Salisi talking about her book, Listening to Flowers. So Dina, I'm really interested and and I was cheering when I, when I was, you know, looking over your stuff um, so hard about how you loop in trauma and how people who are who are dealing with trauma or recovering from something um, that's that's really deep that's happened to them can use this. How has that been a part of your journey, and what how can it help other people? Yeah, um, I mean, I would say like the flowers saved my life. I mean, seriously, I you know after the birth of my first child, which is now almost twenty eight years ago, um, I really started dealing with or what started coming up for me as a new mother was my own childhood sexual abuse trauma. It just became very active for me, you know, in this mothering role, and um, you know, I, I became depressed. Um, probably for a few reasons, like, you know, the world doesn't support motherhood. (laughs) But um, so I remember I I was living at the time I was living in Ohio, and I went to a therapist. And I told her how I was feeling. And the first thing she did was she pulled out her notepad, and she um, tried to prescribe me Prozac. And um, I, I didn't feel like I needed it. It wasn't I wasn't in that way. Like I was really searching more for answers. I wasn't, you know, for like answers of deeper of my deeper experience, not just like take something and make it go away. So that really bummed me out even worse. I remember I was like, oh, my God, there's really no help unless I take a drug. And and I have many clients that that use medications. And that's fine if that's where you're at, what you need to do. But I didn't feel like that was my path. So I remember I, I, I looked and looked for therapists and I finally found a woman who was saying she was an art therapist. And I remember I called her up and I had an attitude right away with her. And I was just like, look, just tell me, are you going to prescribe me something? And, you know, the first thing she said to me was, well, I do prescribe medication, but I, I like to work with a person for a while first and really know what their deeper experience is. And that, for me, the light bulb just went off. I was like, OK, I'm going to work with this woman. And when I started working with her, she really encouraged me to go deeper into my internal experience. And so in this way, you know, I was, I've always been a writer, but I began journaling more and really like doing self-inquiry work and then really attuning with different flowers and using them and just being able to go inward and not, again, not look for the external thing that's going to fix it. And Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we're in a severe state and we need to use external sources to kind of get us going. But it was just like that, that wasn't necessary. I didn't have to go outside of myself once I discovered this inner 
tool, which was, you know, my inner being, just being able to connect with those deeper parts. And so that's probably the main thing I love about flower therapy. And whenever I teach classes, this is what blows people away. Um, my students show up and they think they're going to learn about the 38 flowers and what they're used for. But really what they learn is what they're actually experiencing on the inside and then mm. how to reflect light onto what they're experiencing. And they're just blown away by the end of it. They're like, it's not really a course in flowers. It's a course in deeper emotional care. And then from there, we can look at what we need for support. But it's always you have to look inward first. So beautiful. And as somebody who teaches healing, I've been teaching healing now for 25 years or really longer. I totally agree with you. I feel like our modalities are kind of the delivery mechanism for our presence, you know, and when we can bring that presence, that light into those deeper parts of ourselves, healing happens regardless of what modality we use. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. So people, I know people really want the modality. We have to have a modality. We need to, or several or whatever. We need, we do need that. Um, but I just love it that you're inviting people to take, take that deeper look inward. And I'm sure that's an amazing experience for them, for your students. Yeah, it's really powerful. And it's interesting because when you read the indications for the different flowers, you think, oh, I need them all, right? I know, right? <laughs> but that's because, so Bach was really an intuitive person and he was a physician. So he saw, he met with patients all the time, but he was really focused on the soul journey. So when he was listening to people talk about their physical ailments, he was really hearing what their soul wanted to manifest and what their, their deeper emotional need was. And so when we read about the indications, we're humans on planet Earth. So we've all experienced all of these emotions. And so that's why we have to look in and be like, what am I experiencing right now? Not what did I feel last week when you know I got into the argument? What am I feeling right now? Mm. What can I provide myself? And in this regard, which flowers can I use mm-hmm. to create this, this opening? And the indications, maybe you can give us an example because they're so interesting to me, like how he groups them together. And we think, well, like I've got a gallbladder problem or I'm pissed at my husband or something like, and then it's so much more subtle and granular and, and interesting the, the, what the indicators are. Can you give us an example? Yeah. Well, there's seven categories. And when I teach classes, I teach based on categories because it's easier to kind of discern. Like if you're afraid of something, you can look toward the five flowers in the fear category right away and kind of hone in on what it is, you know, I'm afraid of. And so in that regard, when you work from the categories, you kind of have a a quicker starting point, right? So fear, uncertainty, that's a great category insufficient interest in present circumstances, which is kind of a wordy one, but it means kind of like not being present, right? Mm. Just being outside of the present. Loneliness. I love that. Um, Oversensitivity to influences and ideas. So that's what you're talking about when you say people with empathic natures. And I'm just going to throw a remedy from that category out there since you talked about empathy. And you brought up hammering a walnut because walnut flower remedy is the one specifically when we're overly sensitive to outside energies. So this is the empath flower. And um, so, you know, how you talk about using rescue remedy, I keep a spray on my desk and I use like an aromatic rose or jasmine water. And then I'll add four drops of rescue remedy 
and two drops of walnut. And I use it to clear the air in between clients. And so the walnut really creates like a protective boundary. That's cool. I didn't know that. I'm going to keep that piece of information. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> was my little... Uh, totally. Because mm. we need that. We need we that now. Because we're so open when we're taking people in. And that's so interesting too, because the walnut, it's the walnut flower from the tree. And some of the remedies come from trees, right? Exactly. Yeah, there are yeah. a good amount of tree remedies, which mm-hmm. are very strengthening. And then there's a couple more categories, despondency or despair, which are kind of like the trauma flowers. And then overcare for the welfare of others, which are sort of the relational. That's the one that I always... Yeah, you're a giver. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. So I just have this question, like with all of the, it's kind of a personal question for me, really, but with all of the potential flower remedy people out there, and I get it because there's a million of them. How did you choose Bach? Why did you choose that one? Well, it's the OG, (laughs) you know, it's the original system. And um, I think I really just want it to ground into the essence of, you know, how this all began. And for me, I I always teach the box system first. That's not to say that I don't work with other remedies. I also love the Flower Essence Society in Northern California and Alaskan Essences do gem remedies, which I also work with. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm meeting with a client or teaching a class, I want everyone to get grounded in the box system first. Yeah. Just because like my teacher, Nancy, says you can do everything with the 38 flowers. And it's true. Mm-hmm. But I do believe like now, you know, there's these other essence makers who've worked with these other flowers and it can be a little bit more nuanced. And so um, I enjoy taking other flowers as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. How would people get in touch with you if they wanted a session or they wanted to read your book? and learn more about it, how, how would they find you? Yes, they can go to my website, which is my name, dinasalisi.com. And um, you can buy my books everywhere books are sold. But And I also teach classes. And I actually have a couple coming up that might be of interest. Um, one is at the end of April. It's on my website. And it's an introduction to flower therapy. So it's a two-hour class. And it gives a complete overview of the seven categories. And, you know, in that two hours, you really will get some good ideas for mm. flowers yourself. I might and then take I, it. I might yeah. take your class. I want to take your class. It's amazing. The, the first, the two hour session, it's just like, it gets you really excited and grounded in the system. And then I do a monthly flower circle, which is also a two hour class. And we usually only work with one or two flowers to really kind of like ground into the meaning. Right. Get into, also, get, go deep into each one. Yeah, and talk about yeah. the different emotional challenges, how they show up. I'm also a hypnotherapist, so I usually do like a guided meditation in the flower circle, and it's just really nourishing and beautiful. I love flowers so much. So I'm a gardener, and I have, um, when I'm depressed, I garden. Like, it's cold and rainy here. I, are you still in New Jersey? Where do you live now? No, I'm in um, I'm in L.A. currently. You're in LA? Okay. <laughs> it's also cold and rainy this winter. Yeah. I, I know. I was just there. I live in Rhode Island where we're, we're having a nor'easter. But when I when I was in California a couple of weeks ago, it was colder there than it was here in Providence. But it's it's a rough winter here. And when I need to cheer up, I look at flower catalogs and, and watch gardening shows. And so I it makes <laughs> sense to me to like to take, you know, to become closer to the flower essences and do you feel like this is a, our, my last question for you, but do you feel like as we are, so there's the vibrational aspect of the flower remedies. Do you feel like there's also the plant ally, like the spirit essence of the 
plant that comes in to assist us as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's sort of what put me in deeper connection with using the remedies was just the recognition of how I feel in nature. And I think we all, whenever I ask a class, okay, give me, um, you know, what do you do that feels nourishing? Give me something, a self-care practice for nourishment. Like nine out of 10 people say nature. nature. It just, yeah. We know it always feels good. Yeah. I like to kind of also shine a light on that it is, nature is the one source of energy that nourishes every living thing on the planet. It mm. is the one love. It is the one religion. I mean, it just is. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is such a beautiful show. I'm definitely taking your class. And I want to thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Lisa. Be well. Thank you. And thanks all of you who are listening. I know you're just going to reach right over and hit that subscribe button so you never miss a single word of what happens here on this podcast. If you want to find me, you can find me at my website, lisacampion.com. My mission in life is to train an army of healers to go out there and save the planet because, wow, that needs to happen right now. And and I specialize in helping psychics, healers, and empaths fully step into their gifts because I just think you know, we need all those healers. So come by and visit me. And thank you so much for being here on the show on the miracle of healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time, right here on Mind Body Spirit FM. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.